Welcome in to the Ricky Greg Neighborhood Watch Talk with Joe. That's me. <laughs> All right, welcome in, guys. We're here at week 10 to discuss matchups and other hoopla. Who we got first? Yeah, week 10 underway. Um, kicking off the matchups, uh, we got New Kid on the Block, who sits at 6-3, and three, versus your uh, three-time champion, Heartliners, who's uh, having a down year. He's 2-7. and seven. He's basically out. Uh, but you would pick your matchup first. <laughs> <laughs> I take the best for first. <laughs> but uh, right now... If I had to say uh, anything about this matchup, it's going to be very pointless. Uh, this matchup doesn't really matter. If I win or lose, I don't really care. I think it's already over for me. But uh, I don't know. What's your thought on this matchup? Who do you think is going to go for it, uh, Joe? Um, I mean, I think it's always fun to be spoiler if you're down at 2-7. and seven. Um, yeah. Because right now it's really anybody's league. And, you know, if I'm looking at your team... I mean, you got Chubb back. Chubb might be pretty helpful. Um, Kamara is always good, but it's against San Francisco, but San Francisco's bleeding players. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you've got a, an okay chance at, at doing pretty well as long as the, uh, the Dolphins' defense doesn't show up against um, Los Angeles because uh, you have Herbert. So, um, if... Uh, yeah. If the Dolphins D shows up, you're in trouble because uh, Herbert's Herbert's got to be your guy, and he's been doing really well. So he's been he's been a point scorer for for fantasy football this year, that's for sure. And Lamar Jackson has been struggling, so I think you got a shot. But um, it also depends on if Chris Carson even plays. So for uh, for new kids on Dub Block. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to go get up against your uh, Lamar Jackson castaway there, Ricky. And see if he doesn't come back to bite you in the arse. But, uh, uh, I will admit, Lamar Jackson to me, he's dead to me. I'll never, ever draft him again. <laughs> Why are you so harsh on him? Good Lord. Well, because I was a believer, Joe, and uh, he let me down. Uh, Justin Herbert is the only person that's good on my team, uh, believe it or not. And he hasn't let He's you down yet. done something to help me. <laughs> and, yeah, besides him and Kamara, you're you're struggling there. I mean, yeah, Robbie Anderson's, I think, uh, been a nice surprise in a positive way. But, I mean, he's not – right now he looks like he's your number one wide receiver. So um, it's almost his only receiver. <laughs> uh, pretty much. And if you look at the projections, it's like, oh, I'm going to win awesomely. But I do not feel that way at all. Um, it says 127 for me, and then 116 for uh, new kids. But uh, he's got he's got the people that are going to Vegas. He's got the high rollers that Terry McLaurin, that Chase Claypool, Tyler Lockett. They all can score 30 points on me, and they could uh, all score two points. I would, yeah, exactly. But 
if I know my odds, I always seem to uh, draw in the opponents to be the lotto hit of the week. Uh, accursed this year. I think I was on the Madden cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, you could definitely I, play spoiler here. here. I, I'm gonna pick new kids on the block. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're gonna get your eighth loss here, Rick. Yeah, in a row. I'm, I'm I mean, agreeing with it you. It really didn't help that the Titans uh, completely laid an egg defensively against a team who is not very good offensively. Um, I mean, what they got you one point. I mean, in this league, if you're getting less than 10 points for your defense, or you're struggling a little bit, and you got one point. So yeah. that, that's pretty rough in this league. Yeah, that definitely hurts him, but I, I think he'll be fine when it comes back to uh, to New Kid on the Blocks team going up. I mean, any one of those players, Chase Claypool could be a zero guy on the board. Uh, I mean, any of the people can be. There's a goose egg almost in everybody on everybody's team this year. It's pretty crazy. At least every week there's been somebody in a starting roster that's got – a goose egg. So uh, I wouldn't rule Heartliners out of the game, uh, especially with having Alvin Kamara, uh, Justin Herbert going against Miami. Um, I, I think I think it'll be a tight game, and I'm going to go with Heartliners by uh, seven points. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, any optimization? Do you think anyone on the bench should be on the lineups for either team? Uh, Joe? Um, well, it's a little too late now. I think he should have started Janir uh, Smith <laughs> instead of uh, Logan Thomas. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to get eight and a half points on a Logan Thomas. But it is against Detroit, so there's a chance there. Um, other than that, I think he's got his roster pretty optimized. Uh, you might argue Derek Carr, but... Um, Denver's defense is actually decent um, against the pass, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't see his roster getting any better. And when it comes to yours, uh, I think you started all the right. Well, I think you got unlucky with the Titans laying an egg against Indianapolis because I almost thought about picking them up and playing them myself. I'm glad I didn't, but. Uh, I think you're optimized as best as you can be. Yeah, I don't see yeah. anybody, I don't see any. Well, half your guys aren't even playing. So, yeah, so. I will say this: I am so happy. I, it almost feels like I won this week because I benched Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, that guy, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Thomas. I don't know what's wrong with him. I just think he uh, really was supposed to be something special. Everyone was like, I think he was the first running back of the of the draft that was taken. That guy stinks, but I hear he has an ankle injury, so uh, he's probably going to be good for next year when I don't have him. Yeah, I don't see anything uh, to so change on the teams him. for either one of them. Uh, Johnny Smith would have been a great add for on the block. And, I mean, if this was – I don't – if this was before the Thursday night game, I might say Jonathan Taylor Thomas going in for you. But, uh, you know, it's a good thing you didn't. Like you said, you lucked out there. Um, maybe Dallas Goddard. I don't know. But you also have Waller. So I think you're fine uh, with the tight trash. end. So 
Yeah, but those Eagles tight ends have, have done well. Yeah, he doesn't even get points. <laughs> oh, oh, look at those Eagles tight ends. What? He scored 20 points and then 5, 1.2, didn't play for yeah. five weeks, and then got two points. Yeah, he scores some points, man. But that's the thing. They've had three different tight ends rotating through, and each one has done well throughout the weeks while the others don't do well. So you got to pick the right one or the one that's starting at the top of the lineup while the others are injured. Uh, so we make calls once in a while, Joe, and you seem really down on Dallas Goddard. I'll, I'll say this. I think Dallas Goddard, uh, from here on out, he's a top uh, six tight end. I think that's a bit of a stretch, but, you know, <laughs> you know after the top three or four tight ends. After the top three or four tight ends, I mean, it's a huge, it's a steep drop-off, so... All right, I so mean, you two are going with on the block on this one, and I'm the only one going with Heartliners. Yeah. Yeah, move on to the next one. Because I feel like right. a Stephen A. Smith next comment up. after a Dallas Cutter being in the top six. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Where's the optimism? All right, so the next matchup we have is Suck On This, uh, Shane. No, that's actually Mike Byer. Who's sitting at four and five versus Shane, who is uh, she Thielen and Sutton on my something, uh, who's at six and three. Um, looks like Shane has an early lead because of uh, the Thursday night game. Uh, first thing I look at is quarterback position. Shane's going to stop all over Mike Byers, Drew Locke. Uh, I think Kyler Murray's in a different class altogether, Drew Locke, and that's probably the most significant advantage. Um, that I see jumping at this. Uh, what do you think's going on here, Joe? Um, I mean, that's the first thing I see. I got Kyler Murray in my other league, and he is just tearing things up. I mean, I, in my other league, I have Chris Carson, Michael Thomas, uh, Godwin. Um, I'm naming all the guys that are never playing because they're always injured. Um, and God, I can't even think of the other guy who's always injured. But uh, I'm six and three in the other league because Kyler Murray just tears it up. So I mean, Kyler Murray's a stat machine. So he's gonna just, like you said, stomp all over the st- the score of Drew Locke. Like I don't even know why Drew Locke's even starting here. But um, I mean, I guess it's against because it's against Las Vegas. But it is Drew Locke. So. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I think there's some interesting matchups here. You never know what you're going to get out of Giovanni Bernard or any running back from Houston. So Duke Johnson. Um, yeah, I know Jordan Reed's like, I guess, the top tight end for San Francisco, but I still, who, who do they got quarterback? Uh, Ricky Hartline, a quarterback for San Francisco this week. Um, so I don't Higgins, see isn't it? Jordan Higgins. Reed. I don't see Jordan Reed scoring very much. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's it, Derrick Henry getting him over 100 yards was super helpful against a very stout Indianapolis defense. Um, I, don't, I don't see much of a chance for Saquon this, um, beating Shethelen and Sutton my balls. But uh, no, you, you never know. No, I mean, you never know. Uh, Kyler Murray has yet to lay an egg, but it, it could be this could be the week. You never know. 
Um, but uh, I tell you, it's a, it's a must win for Saquon this. And if I were to switch anyone, um, I don't know. Starting Joe Burrow is tough against Pittsburgh instead of starting Drew Locke. But at the same time, it's like Joe Burrow's got a hot hand. Um, and if he's starting T. Higgins, he must think there's going to be something going on there. So start Joe Burrow. That would be my my change there. But I, I see Shathelan and Sutton my balls taking this game um, probably by about 10 or 15 points. Wow. That's pretty handedly. How about you, Greg? Uh, I, I'm going to have to differ on this one. I, I actually think that you're right about him taking out Locke and putting in uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, you did see what Dallas third-string quarterback did to Pittsburgh last week, which nobody saw that coming. Maybe it's finally that the time of Pittsburgh's defense is uh, starting to get the wear and tear. Um, I would start Burrow, and I would also, I mean – Derrick Henry got 11 points. That's it's not great for a number one back, especially when your other number one back is on bye this week. Um, I'm I'm definitely taking sake on this, and uh, the only way that I see uh, she Thielen and Sutton on my taking it is uh, the Ravens defense, special teams, and their kicker having a tremendous game. But then again, anybody can have a tremendous game and take the whole thing. But uh, I'm 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 optimistic on uh, sake on this. I definitely think it's also a, a must-win week for him. He's four and five. If he wants to stay in the hunt, we've only got I think about three weeks after this left. So uh, or maybe two. Maybe it's two after this. Uh, he needs to get. It's two after this. Yeah, he needs to get back in the hunt uh, if he wants that that uh sixth seed or fifth seed spot because definitely don't see him winning his division but um yeah and he's he's done great mind you with all the guys that he had his two keepers are on ir his top tight end on ir and even a pickup running back that he got miles gaskin he's on ir so he's weathered the storm here very unlucky yeah he's weathered the storm well unlike other teams have so but yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna be optimistic, and I'm gonna go with Mike Byers' team. You know, uh, I kind of reserved my opinion, and I bought myself some time. I was reading up on it when you guys were all talking about your your takes, and I've come to the conclusion that this is my lock of the week. I think Shane takes it. Uh, I just see that Shane has the better quality players in almost every position, uh, and. Really, what we didn't really mention was the Ravens' defense is probably going to be maybe the top-scoring defense this week, and they're going against the dreadful Patriots, which uh, they're just terrible. I think Bill Belichick's tanking uh, in a very classy way. He's basically just saying, oh, I'm going to give up this one year, and I'm going to get some good draft picks, I'm going to rebuild this team, and I'm going to be back to the Super Bowl uh, probably within two seasons. I wonder if he trades up to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's going to do something, and they need quarterback because uh, I don't think Cam Newton's got the arm strength. Anymore. I don't think the Jets – I think Sam Darnold is good enough, is good for the Jets. They just don't have any offensive linemen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's also a very critical piece. But I also think that Sam Darnold will uh, possibly get traded if they do get that one-seed spot because he is good enough. And that could be something that Bill Belichick 
takes is Sam Darnold because he, he is good enough. He's got a good arm, and I think it is the offensive line. A lot of those guys that used to be on that offensive line that was impressive, they're all gone now. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, two of us uh, are siding with uh, Shane, and then uh, we got Greg with uh, Mike Byer for this week. Yep, seems like Greg's just picking the opposite, just to pick the opposite. Just He's contrarian. It's optimism. Yep. Optimism. No, I mean, he's, hey, uh, I, want, I, want, I want Byers to win this. I want, I want his team to win this because uh, it puts me in a better, better position. Right. So, I mean, I want him to win this, but I don't think he will. Well, yeah. one thing you got to learn about uh, Greg there, Joe, is that he is the contrarian. He will start Curtis Samuel, and he will be right. No one starts Curtis Samuel. I know. I dropped him Curtis a few weeks ago. <laughs> so you're the guy. <laughs> I dropped him a few weeks ago. <laughs> I couldn't have scripted this better. Yeah. <laughs> It's a blessing. <laughs> Nobody puts Curtis Samuel in the corner. Nobody. He either gets you like 20 points or one. Like There's no other option. And uh, I got him three weeks in a row where he gave me one. So I was done with him. Yeah. Greg's like, it's like his flavor of the month. Okay. Uh, moving on to our third matchup is... Mike Y of SCLSU Mud Dogs, who's sitting at five and four, versus Greg St. Martin's brother, Nick, <laughs> Toon Squad, six and three, sitting at first in his division. Uh, looking at the matchup, it's almost dead even. This is probably the closest matchup as far as projections go. Uh, looking at this team, I see that Mike got uh, got some help here with Mike Davis, who I think is going to be a very critical piece to his season. If Mike Davis has a great game, uh, I could see Mike White having this game. But uh, that's that's one thing you really have to bet on. Uh, as far as the team composition, I think I think Nick has the, the stronger team that can really blow up and just leave Mike White in the dust. I think uh, Nick ekes out a really close one, but if Mike Davis does anything positive, it could just go right back to Mike White. Yeah, uh, what's your thought here, Joe? That's a good point. I mean, this might be the matchup of the week in terms of um, closeness. Um, and the fact that they're both teams vying for a playoff position. But uh, it's hard to even pick this one. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw all over Jacksonville. Um, Jared Goff, the way Seattle's defense has been lately, is probably going to throw all over Seattle's defense. Um, they They just have a bunch of guys that are just, you know, those hit or miss. And... You know, Mike Davis is, you're right, he's going to be huge. Um, I think Richie James was a one-week show. Um, I don't I don't think he's going to do much. Um, I, I, I think somebody, somebody's coming back this week um, for San Francisco, and I, I just think he's going to take a back seat. But you never know. He might have really good chemistry with this, you know, whoever's throwing the ball for San Francisco now. Um yeah, this one's tough. I think, I think uh, 
the Toon Squad has a slight edge. I mean, not by much. I mean, you look at some of these matchups. Mike Evans could do a lot. Um, it, it all it all depends if they put him in the slot. He's gonna he does really well this year in the slot. So because um, he's really good at those option routes. Um, but you know, Mark Andrews and Jared Cook hit or miss. Mark Andrews has been doing really poorly after what like week four. And that's just because Lamar Jackson has been doing really poorly through the air. Um, I guess if I had to pick, uh, I, I think, uh, I don't think I'm going to go with Toon Squad on this one. I think I'm going to go with the Mud Dogs taking this one because I think Mike Davis is going to be a huge difference maker. Um, I think Leonard Fournette is way over projected for points. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be close. But I think the the Mud Dogs could squeak out a win here by, um, like a point or two. Like that's all it might be. Um, it really just depends, though. It really depends. Um, and to me, it depends on Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to get the four or five touchdown game, or is he going to, you know, hand the ball off for touchdowns? So I I think it just depends on the number of touchdowns Aaron Rodgers has. So if, if Aaron Rodgers throws three or more touchdowns, I think Toon Squad takes it. If he throws less than three touchdowns, I think Mud Dogs take it. So if I'm gonna pick though, I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mud Dogs here by by less than three points. It's gonna be very close. What do you think, Greg? Well, uh, I think this is a pretty interesting matchup. Definitely a close one. Uh, Mud Dogs is. Missing his top two players, Patrick Mahomes and Calvin Ridley this week. Uh, even Todd Gurley being uh, the sixth overall running back in fantasy right now. He's on the he's on the bye as well. Um, it is interesting how uh, Nick did have his security blanket for CMC with Mike Davis. Uh, and he decided some reason to <laughs> let him go. Like, you don't do that with your, your top back, especially if he's been injured in the season you keep them just in case and yeah, I thought that was odd. this this might bite nick in the the butt the booty cheeks um colts did a great job on last night getting their uh high points and that blocked punt and for a touchdown that was huge for them um i don't know you said uh the jared golf might be thrown all over seattle's defense well that means that russell wilson's gonna do the same thing and that means big big time uh dk medcap is gonna show up and i think he has a big game for nick um and richie james i have no clue who the fuck that guy is when you said it and then i had to look over and I, dude he, he had like three touchdowns last week or whatever yeah. well maybe he's a one of those players that's a he is a big time player or maybe he's just a guy who got lucky or he's a chase He's a Chase Claypool who's, you know, going to score you 40 points one week, point three the next week, and then maybe like eight to ten points every week after that. Exactly. And uh, your points about Mark Andrews, I think, hold true, but he's going against New England's defense, and I think he at least gets a touchdown in this game. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to go off this week, and that means red zone targets for Mike Evans. Um uh-huh. Yeah, Zach Moss is a great flex player. Um, 
I just, I don't know. It's very tight race. Leonard Flournette, hard guy to really like see where he's he's gonna go. You you were talking about him being projected high. I agree with that. I don't see him getting outside of nine points, but nine points can also help you get to a victory if somebody's laying a goose egg on the other side, which Justin Jefferson going against the Chicago Bears defense, they, they've been great in the secondary this year. They haven't really let out too many guys going off for a touchdown in the secondary. There's been big plays, but that's all they were was one big play, and then they, they've definitely uh, targeted that guy for the rest of the night. And in Minnesota, they've been running the ball a lot with – with Cook, so don't even know if the game plan is to go to the air since Cook is hot right now. Uh, but again, you're going against the Stout Bears defense. Uh, we'll see how that all pans out. Um, overall, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to Tune Squad. Uh, like you're saying, Joe, with Aaron Rodgers, I think he's gonna save the day, and I think DK has a big game. Um, Jared Cook probably comes off with a, a touchdown. Um, and I think Steelers D, they bounce back from last week in, in Dallas. So, and I don't think I would change anybody either out of these teams. No, I'm not seeing anybody that's, well, obviously not anybody for the mud dogs. Everyone's on bye week. Um, I mean, no. No, there's there's no one better. I said maybe Jacoby Myers, and then I look and I remember that he's playing Baltimore. So I don't see anybody better for either team. Yeah. I see. Um, I mean, maybe Jordan my Howard. interesting pick for opposition would be Jamal Williams in for Richie James. I think Richie James he could blow up again. Maybe he knows. Maybe Nick knows something we don't. But like you said, I think uh, San Francisco 49ers, They're pretty. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna have the firepower to, to stick up with uh, with New Orleans, but uh, and the way Jamal New Orleans played last week, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, you want to start the Packers versus just Jacksonville Jaguars uh, defense because there is no real defense for them. They're just gonna be scoring a bunch. And Aaron Jones coming back from an injury, you really think they're gonna trot Aaron Jones out when they have this game? The Jaguars, again? yeah, against yeah. the Jaguars, they're gonna have Jamal Williams. Uh, bring it home, I think. So it's you possible. Might see an easy, like ten points for Jamal Williams. I mean, to make, uh, Aaron Jones did do uh, okay last week. Yeah, I don't know. With Richie James, that's your wild card. Maybe he's like the antidote versus Justin Jefferson or something. He could be a Curtis Samuel. You never or know. He could be a Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. But what Curtis Samuel, is it the Joe Kerwin Curtis Samuel, or is it the Greg St. Martin uh, Curtis Samuel? They're two different people. That's true. Yeah. That's... Well, uh, summarizing what happened here, uh, I think I voted for Mike White to win, barely. Uh, that's what I did, and too. Then, uh, okay, and then Greg, uh, he went with his brother. Jeez, no wonder. You guys are making a trend here. I don't <laughs> always go with that guy. Greg. Great <laughs> keeping the family. I think this is the first week I think I chose him. I don't choose him normally. The next game on this slate. This is another big matchup too. Actually, I didn't choose him last week. Versus, oh, our guest of honor. Uh, you've been listening to him for like the last half hour, giving great advice and great pointers. It's uh, Teenage Turtles, uh, Joe Kerwin. 
who's sitting at six and three, who's first in his division. Uh, let's not have Joe go right ahead. I want him to savor this. Uh, yeah, this Greg, is a, I want your take. This first. is a great matchup, matchup, just like the last one was a great matchup with the two teams being five and four and six and three. I love these matchups only because I'm also in that struggle with these guys to stay in contention for these playoff spots as we get down the line here. So, I mean, as much as I want Joe to lose, I don't know. Let's, I mean, take a look at the lineup. Josh Allen roasted my ass last week. Also, it didn't help um, that Gronk, James Conner, and Tom Brady didn't do me a damn thing to beat Joe last week. Combined so, for less than 10 points. Oh, my God, dude. You know it. We talked about that yeah, earlier. Rewind to last week. I said the big difference maker in that matchup was Josh Allen versus Tom Brady, and I basically rubbed off my curse onto Greg. Yeah, well, that's why you need I mean, to keep your mouth like shut more. That was like a forty-point difference. <laughs> Probably the biggest difference for quarterbacks this year. Yeah, well, these two are gonna. I mean, hopefully, tango with each other this week. Who knows? Maybe Josh Allen will get shut down, um, but. Joe's team is is pretty impressive as you go down the line with Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adam, and then you start to kind of like think about it <laughs> going into Evan Ingram. I think is an amazing player, <laughs> is an amazing player, um, but just that offensive line just needs work. I thought it had been worked on in the offseason and that, that uh, Daniel Jones was going to be spectacular this season and make all the receivers on New York even better, but that hasn't been the case. But uh, Ingram, he's been uh, somebody that gets passed to in the flats and then even down uh, the sideline. So I think Ingram's a great play at the tight end. Melvin Gordon, who knows, man, with that guy. Like, he's a hit or miss big time. He's not playing up to what he should be uh, on his – I think this is his third team now. Um, and – yeah, Javaris Landry. Uh, I don't even think I know if he's done anything spectacular this season. Um, but going against Houston, Houston's a little soft. Um, I like the play of Jalen Rieger. I really do. I uh, was thinking about picking him up this week too and maybe throwing him in there. Uh, he's definitely the Curtis Samuel player on Joe's team. Um That'll actually hit, I think, especially against the Giants' D. Buccaneers' defense has been strong uh, pretty much the whole season. Last week they were soft as fuck, though. Um, Hopefully that doesn't carry over for uh, Joe uh, going into this week. Um, I think they got, like, negative one points last week. Yeah, ridiculous. They needed to get you, like, negative 11 points so I could take the Vic. Um, well, I but, didn't even start him last week. Oh, that's why. Um, on the other side, you got Russell Wilson. I think he's going to just be torching the uh, the Rams secondary. Mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP uh, when this season comes to a close. Um, so I think there, there's a big game for him. Like I said earlier, I think it's going to be a battle between those two quarterbacks. Uh, putting up the big points for the team and carrying them on their backs. Uh, Aaron Jones, um, I actually think he comes back this week big. Uh, last week, I believe he only got 10 points, um, but that was his first game back from injury, so they were probably holding his uh, reps out. Um, so, yeah, I think he comes back big. 
Will Fuller, we'll see what he can do against Cleveland. Uh, I know some of the analysts were saying that this is a big game for Will Fuller to have, uh, but it's also his to lose. Cook's uh, on the other side of the the ball. Uh, He's been actually getting the touchdowns uh, recently. So we'll see what happens with that. Eric Ebron, I don't fucking know. Maybe he'll get a touchdown. Maybe he won't. He's like big-time hit or miss. Uh, Devin Singletary, I don't know. I I like Zach Moss better. Um, I like the way he runs a lot better. But uh, Singletary, it's a good matchup against Arizona. Um, And... Who else you got? Brandon IQ. I don't know. I think overall, man, I do want to pick against Joe, but I'm going to have to pick Joe in this one. Um, yeah, I think Joe by – shit, I think this is going to be a close game. I, I say Joe by like 10. 10. Okay, that's a pretty big spread. Uh yeah, I think what's going to come down here is lineup decisions, which, Joe, I can't wait to pick your brain on this because you have people on the bench that are really projected well, and I look at the names, and I'm looking at Marquise Brown, I'm looking at these lottery tickets, and uh, I almost feel like Melvin Gordon, I don't know how much you like him. I know he's projected well, but Philip Lindsay is just a guy that's not going away. I just wonder, like, how confident are you with Melvin Gordon? Since we have you in here in the studio, I would just love to know I'm not what your thoughts are. I'm not confident at all in Melvin Gordon, but at the same time, I'm less confident in Marquise Brown. Really, Hollywood Brown has been god awful. You seem to just list like Baltimore Ravens in general. I, think uh, it's really I don't know if anybody on the Baltimore Ravens offense, besides Lamar Jackson, is even worth starting. I mean, you, yeah. you click on, go uh, ahead, click on, click on Marquise Brown and yeah. click on Hollywood Brown. And Ooh, 46, that's can, terrible. Yeah, but you look at it week by week. What was it? The first week he scored 12, and then against Cincinnati he scored 16, and then what? After that, yeah. it's like 2, Pretty 6, 5, 3. I mean, he's, he's not – Melvin Gordon hasn't done jack shit since week – Four. Well, since uh, he left for he's like the running back, uh, Marquise Brown. <laughs> no, no, he was, he was equivalent of Melvin Gordon was killing it, and then all of a sudden he went out for a few weeks um, because of COVID or whatever, and then that DUI, and then he's been horrible since. Like at least he hasn't, you yeah, know, yeah. busted every time. But I mean, if he gets me ten points, I'll be ecstatic. Like, he's projected for 11.5. I highly doubt he'll get 11.5. But I'd be ecstatic if he got his projected total. Yeah, the Baltimore offense is definitely not what they were last year. Yeah, so I'm not picking – I'm not – every time I've started Marquise Brown, he's got me like two points. So Maybe it's time you start two um, uh, tight ends and go with the Jimmy Graham. He'll get you a touchdown. Monday night, it's prime time. That was the next group we were bringing up. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's sixth best tight end. What, are you kidding me? Look at this guy. 14.5. Oh. You got to start on hand. I think you might see an offensive explosion from the Bears this Monday. That's I true. Laser is calling the plays body. now on you offense. So You can't say that with a straight face. Hey, offensive coordinator is going to be the offensive coordinator now. 
Well, considering Matt Nagy is supposed to be this offensive genius, and then here we are with the you know one of the worst offenses in the league. But you know, and what's sad is Nick Foles is actually performing worse than um, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, if you well, look at his stats and his quarterback rating, he's been performing worse. They paid him. They got to play him. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> at least, at oh, least Trubisky. Uh, even though he's, they're both missing throws. Trubisky at least runs out of the pocket. Yeah, that's big. He can get yeah, you he something. Can he can get you something on the ground. I mean, if he needs to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick Foles. He starts running out of the pocket, and he looks like a a gazelle on ice skates. Like yeah. with one broken leg. I feel like there's an intangible though with them. There's a big uh, drop down in leadership, and I think uh, the team responds to Nick Foles better. But it just won't show up in fantasy box scores, except for last week. Nick Foles actually came with a pretty good game. Yeah, he did the highest, okay. uh, quarterback game than uh, what we see from Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he is a streaky guy. Hey. I like to stick with Foles, but. Uh, Oh, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not. I don't think you should switch to Trubisky, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you look at the offense, and if you're if you're going to put out performances like that, then you clearly need to switch something up, and that's not necessarily yeah. the quarterback. Switch up the way your offense is run. Stop running the ball on first and second down every single time. Yeah. So where if you just look at it like, oh, what quarterback gave you wins? Oh, Mitchell Trubisky, and then. You bring in Foles and he brings you losses. And yeah, it's like. With him. So, where are we Whatever. standing at uh, playing or not playing Jimmy Graham? I don't. I don't think I played Jimmy Graham over over anybody else. I got in there. I mean, Jimmy Graham is a, is a it's a, he's he's touchdown or bust. Um, Evan Ingram's been a little hotter lately, uh, in terms of. Like yeah, you see that you see you, J- Jimmy Graham is either like fifteen points or two. Yeah, and Ingram has been a little hotter in terms of consistency because he is since Wayne Gallman is the running back, Daniel Jones isn't checking down to the running back; he's checking down to the tight end. So <clears throat> Evan Ingram has been a little more consistent in terms of receptions and in yards. I mean, he's only getting like I don't know six or four to six, maybe four to seven receptions and like 70 or 80 yards, maybe, which is enough to get me, you know, eight points or something. But at least it's just consistency. And Devontae Adams has been absolutely tearing it up. So, and I think he's going to do it again this week. Yeah. Uh, I think the game comes down to where do the Packers score points? Is it through the air or is it through the ground? I have to say it's going totally through the air. Agree. I still don't think Eric Jones is quite healed, and um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, Aaron Rodgers is he's he's a maniac. I've been watching the Pack McAfee show. He's on there every single week talking about how he's doing things. He's not talking about Aaron Jones doing things. He's talking about himself doing things. So I think there's a little bit of an ego there where uh, he doesn't really want to give the ball off to Aaron Jones as much. Yes, yeah, Aaron Rodgers my... Tuesdays on Pat McAfee show. <laughs> yeah. He's great dude, Come man. I hate that he's a Packer, but I love me some Aaron Rodgers when he's off the field. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've always liked him, and, and, like, I've always liked Brett Favre, even though I hate the Packers. Same here, but... and unfortunately, that's why my little brother is a Packers fan. Yeah, that sucks. Tell me about it. Ricky, so, who are you I going mean, with? No, I agree. That we're unanimous, Joe? Yeah. Who are you I, going with? I mean, with? I think it's going to be me, but I agree with you. It depends on where the touchdowns come for the Packers, and and it's a, it's a marquee matchup. This... This is probably the most. This might be. This might be the most important matchup because, I mean, I'm not. I'm not top three in scoring total, but here I am first in my division. Um, you got lucky last week. So like, I did. No, I did. <laughs> I totally did. I, I'm not even gonna deny it. I totally got lucky. But that's kind of what I'm saying. Um. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it comes down to does Aaron Rodgers throw three touchdowns. Or does he hand the ball off? And I think you're right. I think he wants to throw because he's tired of everyone dogging him and saying, like, it's pretty much Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes for MVP. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm right here. So he wants to, yeah, he wants to just launch the ball. And he's going to throw it all over Jacksonville. And, yeah, and Aaron Jones is a great receiving back, but I, uh, but I think you're right. I don't think he's fully healed. And I think it's going to be a running back by committee, and Jamal Williams is going to get a lot more touches than Aaron Jones necessarily wants him to get. So I, I don't think I take this by yeah. 10 points, but um, I think it'll be close. I think um, I don't think Singletary does anything. Um, he hasn't done anything for weeks. Um I think Brandon Ayuk might do something, however you say his last name. Uh, I think he might do something, but uh, I I really think it depends on all of our questionable players, like Landry, um, Jalen Rieger, Wayne Gallman, Brandon Ayuk, Devin Singletary, Melvin Gordon. Like I think it depends on those three guys. Our flex positions, I think, is where it's really going to be the difference. Because I I think Aaron yeah, Jones is still going to be a crapshoot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're more of a crapshoot. So like, is is one of them going to blow up? Um, because I think Devontae Adams is going to get his points. Aaron Jones is going to get his points. Josh Allen and Russell Wilson are going to get their points. Josh Jacobs and Will Fuller are kind of like, uh, they'll probably score over ten, but you know we won't know much more after that. And then our both, all three of our flexes on both teams are like, ooh, um, not really sure. So I, I still think I win this, but not by much. So yeah, all right, first so, uh, Joe vote for Joe. Uh, I vote for Joe, and I believe Greg, you voted for Joe as well, right? That's correct. All right, Joe wins. <laughs> Dusty, Next hopefully you have the upset. <laughs> Yeah, Dusty never gets any respect here. <laughs> but uh, the next game on the slate is Gomes, Big Trust in the Boys. Uh, it's sitting at 2-7, and seven, much like myself, uh, versus his possibly best friend and person that got him into the freaking league, uh, Greg St. Martin of Young Guns, who's sitting at 5-4. and four. Uh, Greg has a a pretty much a, a steady lead here, 11 points from a kicker, so that's great. Uh, 
Joe, what do you think about this matchup? <clears throat> um, now you guys can I talk mean, about Nick Foles. Bad, but uh, I, I think, I think Greg takes us. I think Young Guns takes us by, um, by at least ten points. I mean, I don't see this being all that close. I mean, Robert Woods is probably going to score, but I see DJ Chark not doing much. I see Noah Fant. He's he's injured. Noah Fant's like kind of injured, so I don't see him doing much. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen's going to get his points. James Robinson. I think they're going to fall behind. Um, I'm hoping. I yeah. I don't know. I I I think I think Greg's team takes us by by. 10 or 15 points. The way Dalvin Cook's been playing, his projected 18 points, he's going to get like 30. Chicago's run defense, yeah, their defense is good, but their run defense is not that great. Um, yeah, their pass defense is phenomenal, but their run defense is mediocre. And Dalvin Cook has been running all over anybody who's in his way. So, I mean, he's been unbelievable. And I think he does it again this week. And I think I think Greg wins by, you know, 10, 15, maybe even 20 points. Because Tom Brady's going to come back with a vengeance. And he's going to air it out. I think Gronk's going to get a touchdown again. Um, <clears throat> Cincinnati's run defense is horrible. So I think James Conner is going to run all over. I even think Curtis Samuel could do something here. Um, but not much. Uh the iffy thing is he's got Delvin Cook, but then he also has Bears defense. But I think the Bears defense um, will get enough sacks because I think I think they're going to have to run the ball in order to beat the Bears. And uh, <clears throat> I think if you try to throw the ball against the Bears, especially the way Kirk Cousins has been playing, I think you're going to lose that game and throw a lot of picks. So they have to get the run game going, and I think they're going to. And unfortunately, I even picked the the Vikings to beat the Bears. The Bears have just been terrible lately. So I don't see Nick Foles doing much because he's going to have to throw. And um, <clears throat> and the the line's been terrible. So yeah, I see Greg's team taking this by ten, maybe twenty points. And on the other side, um, I see a path to victory. Uh, it might be unlikely, but whenever I see a path that makes Greg lose, I have to take it. Uh, Nick Foles uh, is <laughs> not as good as quarterback with Tom Brady, but I see garbage time for the Bears here. And like last week, Nick Foles can throw up points, and I can see him being a wash with Tom Brady. You bring up Dalvin Cook, who's been red hot. Guess who else was red hot last week? Derrick Henry. And he went against the Bears. And he had a, his worst game. Expect that the same thing to happen with Dalvin Cook. I think they get stymied. They can't do the run. Uh, and Tom Brady, if he does throw, I think the best receiver has returned. Chris Godwin. I think he's over his injury. Uh, DJ Shark is also primed to be in a lot of game time. Uh forced situations where they are having to throw the ball to catch up with the Packers. Even Robert Woods is in a possibly the the shootout of the week against Seattle Seahawks. I see the path. It's probably unlikely. James Robinson might not do anything. Uh, Dalvin Cook could get 40 points again or whatever the fuck he decides to do. But 
uh, I think Gomes is going to upset Greg. And this would be the upset of the week if I had to pick. Oh, it, it would be the upset of the week. Greg, what do you think about your team and your <laughs> chances of winning? Well, I've been saying it, man. I've been saying it, but he hasn't been showing it. Steven is a dangerous team, and Nick Foles always beats Tom Brady. So um, I think I think his team's dangerous. Um, this is, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I lost that, that battle with Joe last week because Tom Brady and Gronk both, and pretty much James Conner, too, lump them all in there. They underperformed like hell they sucked i think they like added up to like seven points or something like that which is just ridiculous for three of or two of my top players tom brady and james connor to get that type of points and not even get me to the threshold of 12 points or whatever it was that i lost by to joe uh you needed 11 points to beat me when you had tom brady and rob gronkowski and you scored too. ridiculous complete trash joe got so fucking lucky in that one that game was locked up after dalvin cook ran like a maniac uh all over detroit and i at, at that point i even looked to my buddy and he's like who you got in these uh these four o'clock games and i was like i don't care i've already got this one in the bag i've already won this week because i had james connor left <laughs> rob gronkowski left and tom brady left there's no way that Joe has stands a chance against me. And sure enough, what happens? Connor gets three points. Gronk gets, like, I think 0. 0.4 or some bullshit. Tom yeah, Brady point three, I think, got, like, he, four maybe. He got a reception for, like, negative two yards or something. It was total garbage. Total garbage. So, um, I do think Tom Brady comes back with a vengeance. Um, but I also think Nick Foles... Um, being under the the call now of our offensive coordinator in Chicago, he does better, and he lights up a soft Minnesota defense. Um, I also think Dalvin Cook, uh, who you guys are trying to relate him to Derrick Henry, um, Derrick Henry has not really ran like Dalvin Cook this year, except for maybe like one or maybe two games. Dalvin Cook is a man possessed right now. And I think that Dalvin Cook definitely gets at least a couple of touchdowns. Maybe doesn't um, look into the 30s this week, but I, I think he definitely is the in the 20s this week um, as far as scoring. Now, you talk about soft defenses. We could go to Green Bay, and James Robinson for Jacksonville is probably going to run all over them. So I think that and Nick Foles – throwing all over minnesota i think those are going to be going to be uh gomes top players right there alongside robert woods who i hate that i haven't had that guy on my team this year because he did exactly what i thought he would he's inside like the top 15 of wide receivers and he's just keeps on adding to it robert woods has been the most consistent player in my eyes throughout all of fantasy that guy is just getting chunks away uh, every week and he's to me he's a top top receiver he's in receiver number one i love me some robert woods why what i don't understand is why he's not why gomes is not playing ronald jones 
uh, going against Carolina. I think that's a great move that he can make if he could find somebody that he wants to trade out with. But uh, he's got Keenan Allen in there, who I think has a good um, opponent against the Miami secondary. Chris Godwin, he's healthy. Tom Brady's going to be on a vengeance, so that he might get a touchdown or two. Who knows who Tom decides to throw to? He's got so many talented receivers there in in uh, Tampa Bay right now. So that's like basically you know rolling your dice with the uh, Tampa Bay wide receivers, except for maybe Gronk and uh, Evans being the biggest red zone threats. Um, and then you got DJ Chark, who I mean. That guy is boomer bust all season long. So maybe that's the guy you switch out with Ronald Jones. I don't know. Eagles defense going against the Giants. It's it's a good play, but he also has the Giants defense, which going against Philly, that's also a good play. So just because both those teams, they're in the worst division probably of all time. Um, they're just fucking trash, man. That's a fucking dumpster fire division right now. Um, in the NFL, um, who knows who comes up in that one? Uh, me on the other hand, uh, Allen Robinson questionable right now. He'll probably be all right. Um, if he's not, um, I'm maybe thinking about and highly thinking about putting in my little JK Dobbins, you know, little Dob there, little Dob there. Um, but I don't know where I could fit him in. Cooks has been doing great as a, in Houston, um, and Curtis Samuel is just on fire right now, as we've talked in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so um, I don't know where I yeah. put my little Dobbins. You know, like where do who who do I take out for my little Dobbins? Uh, you don't. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. But I think I have to because he's going against that god awful New England defense, which is just playing like a bunch of Nancys right now. Um, Joe, you said it. I think with the Bears' defense, they definitely get enough sacks to pro, uh, have them in there at a starting position. And I think they create enough havoc to where dumbass uh, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings named Skipping My Fucking Head. Yes, Cousins. His dumbass throws a pick or fumbles or just stands back in the pocket and just gets lit up by Hakeem Hicks and company. Um, so. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a close matchup, but I don't know. I actually think I'm gonna go against myself this week and pick uh, big trust in the boys, which should be big dick Nick Whoa. and the boys now. Um, Nick Foles leading the way, um, and I've been saying this since we started this little league talk. Gums' team is is dangerous. It's just when is he gonna hit? When is he gonna make his move? I think he makes his move this week against. Uh, Young Guns team who's just been getting unlucky recently. It's a good point. Well, I know that uh, typically we vote with each other, Joe, and then Greg goes on the other side. But in this in this case, he's he's actually voting against his own team, which is very surprising, considering he is the you know the the bigger dog in the fight, projected to win. Uh, optimizations, as you guys mentioned. Uh, I think if if uh, Gomes wanted to be kind of crafty here, he could sub out Ronald Jones 
for one of these uh, lesser wide receivers, I think the person you have to look at would be DJ Shark, just because he doesn't have his premier quarterback throwing to him. He has like some second right. or third string quarterback. Uh, but, I mean, he will be the target for that quarterback. Uh, one thing I didn't think about too much was uh, Nick Foles, which uh, gets guard time points, but his favorite target, the target he only sees is really Allen Robinson. Robinson. So, so Greg really has the kryptonite to that uh, serum. Uh, but Hey, man, shut up. This is another even matchup um, as far as I see it, as far as the boom and bustness of this teams. Um, we saw Tom Brady be bad Tom Brady. We seem to be good Tom Brady. Uh, I think you're really going to be surprised with Dalvin Cook's lack of production. You guys are mentioning Derrick Henry is lesser than Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook has been really good, but I think Derrick Henry is in that same class as far as skill level. And the Bears shut him down. Look at the points. Uh, and I think the Titans, the Titans, the really are down. more. Oh, the Colts shut him down. I think. No, the Bears. Derrick Henry right. often wants the Bears too. Yeah, the Bears can shut down Derrick Henry. He only got like six points um, against the Bears last exactly. week. That dude is trash. Yeah, but I would also say the Titans are a much more are much better offense too, uh, compared to the Vikings. Not uh, Vikings. Yeah, well. I think Tannehill is pretty good. Jamie Smith. Well, I just think the 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 Vikings right now are just really hot, and they're really hot because Delvin Cook's able to run. And um, I mean, I think the Bears' defense will slow him down. But I mean, the dude hasn't scored. I mean, he scored under twenty twice. That's it. Yeah. It's just under twenty. Yeah, like he I think the, I think this is another week that he scores under twenty. The number one defense, the number one defense, he still had sixteen points. The number one defense in the league, he still had sixteen points. Yeah, and there's the a lot of good rush defenses that he faced. And Seattle he, is because yeah. Seattle went up like three touchdowns earlier in the game. Yep, and that's when he got injured too. I think. Yeah, you could best – I mean, just by looking at these stats that you're looking at right now with Dalvin Cook's numbers for the fantasy points, you can see who has a run defense and who does not. And yeah. those are the best and the worst run defenses, and you can see those numbers. I mean, you're looking at it right now. You're, Indy's run defense, I mean, overall they have the best defense in the NFL. He got 16 points. You look at Green Bay, the second time they faced Green Bay, uh, he got 47 points. Green Bay's run defense is trash, and that's what I alluded to earlier when I was talking about James Robinson going against them. If if Jacksonville decides to run, they're going to run all over the Packers. And I don't – I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably is throwing to catch up in that game because of that. But you could go back yeah, and talk I about Dalvin Cook. Really it's fine. With Dalvin Cook's, his, uh, his game. You guys believe he's going to have a boom game? I think he's going to have not a bust game, but I think he's going to be. I think he's still going to score. I, I think he's still going to score over his projection. I think he's going to score like like twenty three points, twenty three to twenty five points. Yeah, I mean, just the way he's been playing. Uh, Oldham, just, I think the Bears have always had running backs under their projection. That's just me pulling shit out of my ass, though. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, that's believable. I mean, I know I said that Derrick Henry is trash, but really, like, he's been a beast, right? Last yeah, year. He's great. Last year. He's like the new this March year. 
Um, and they held him to six fantasy points last week. But, I mean, Minnesota has pretty impressive uh, run, rush offensive line. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be a tough matchup for him to do. He's going to have to bounce off uh, to the outsides a lot or just go for a rip because, I mean, nobody's going to be able to keep up with him. Maybe Roquan. Um and then Eddie Jackson and the rest of the secondary, they're going to have to hit low to get him down if he does take one off. Uh, but it'll be an interesting Monday night game for sure. I mean, uh, that's where our matchup will be decided is in Monday night. He's got Nick Foles, and I've got Bears defense, <laughs> uh, Allen Robinson, and Dalvin Cook. So that'll be big is the Monday night matchup. Do we have any more matchups, or is it was right. that the last one? Any optimization? Yeah, we got the last there one. There is one, as we just got through the last hour. Um, we're just hitting over 60 minutes, I believe. Yeah, um, we just hit that. Bringing out the show is another barn burner. Uh, Monster Magician sitting at 2-7 and seven versus Chad's Dirty Randys, who's 5-4 and four and second in his division. Uh, he's another one guy that's looking into the playoffs versus one of these guys that are going to try to upset. Uh, and I believe Luke has the tools to do so, but uh, let's hear from Joe. What do you think about this matchup? Um, well, A.J. Brown laying a goose egg basically really hurt Luke's chances at winning this game. Um, man, I... I see the Dirty Randys running away with this one. Um, and I don't know. Kenyon Drake is still, I think he's still, he's recovering. Daryl Henderson, that's a three-headed monster in Los Angeles now. Um, Montgomery, I mean, he rarely scores over, he rarely does well. You never know about Carson Wentz. Miles Sanders might do well. But I mean, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see this. I don't see that he has enough to beat the Dirty Randys because Deshaun Watson's going to play well. I think. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins has a bounce back game because he has to if they want to beat Buffalo. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one's this one. This one's tougher, but I think I think Dirty Randys takes it takes it but not by much i think it might be you know less than five points like you would think with the way the records are and the way luke's team has been performing that it would be a much wider margin but i i I really think that this is going to come down to their flex players and um stefan Diggs has been money all year long um even when Josh Allen has had his bad games. Stefan Diggs still scored well. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Tyler Boyd's hit or miss. Cooper Cup. Um, I like Cooper Cup. But, uh, I mean, I think Miles Sanders is going to run all over the Giants. Kenyon Drake's not going to get much because Buffalo's run defense up the middle is pretty tough. And that's basically where Kenyon likes to run. Yeah, this one's gonna be tough. I think uh, I think Dirty Randy's takes by a handful, and um, 
I really think, yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking Dirty Randy needs to get some Travis Fulgham in there, but I don't know who to start over. Maybe, I, like, they're all such good matchups. I don't know. But, yeah, I think uh, Dirty Randy takes it by just a just a hair, just a few points. Yeah, I think uh, I think he does as well. But I also really like Luke's bench. Actually, uh, he's got Devontae Parker on his bench, AJ Green, and Boston Scott, um, and even Jarek McKinnon. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know where you would get these guys into action. Uh, I mean, all of your players that you are playing, and even the ones that are are down here. Um, on the bench are, uh, you know, boomer bust type players. I mean, Jarek McKinnon, his last two weeks, he got 14 and then 11. Um, so I don't see, you know, him not reaching the end zone or doing well against New Orleans. Um, I don't see why he stays on the bench there. Um, Kenyon Drank is coming, I think, off of an injury against Buffalo. Buffalo does have a a decent run defense there. Um, and I don't know, like he's, he's good, but I mean, how he's somebody that I, I would think personally, I don't know if he's going to be back to being a player that I put in coming off of an injury. But then again, that's just rolling the dice. Uh, and I mean, that's what fantasy is in general is just rolling the dice. Uh, I do like the tight ends for both of them. Uh, Jordan Atkins is in there for uh, Kelsey, um, for Dirty Randys. And then you got the Miami tight end for uh, the Munster Magicians. Um, I do like the quarterback matchups. Uh, both of them are going against somewhat of soft defenses. So that's good for both the teams. Um, it really hurts Munster Magicians to have that 2.6 for AJ Brown, um, I mean that guy. He definitely got locked down. Um, you you got to play the matchups there. Sometimes you risk it, and you know you get it. But Indianapolis has been good all over the board when it comes to defense. Um, not many teams have really been able to to uh, penetrate that that defense, whether it's with the defensive line or the secondary. So. Um, and then even Henderson for the Rams, I think, is uh, for Luke. I think – I mean, that's a, another risky player. So, I mean, you could – I would think you could put in Devontae Parker, A.J. Green, Boston Scott, McKinnon in there. I think that's a great spot to put them. Um, you're going against Seattle there. It's not really the greatest matchup for a running back. And a running back that is a part of a committee. So, I don't know. Uh, Miles Sanders is back for him, which is good. But, again, going to the other side of this, um, I think Chad is going to take this. The Dirty Randys are celebrating at the end of this week um, and moving to 6-4 and four and still looking into getting into that playoff pitcher and back on top of his division. Um, but what's interesting about his team on the bench, I mean, he's got Corey Davis, which he got nine points. Again, hit or miss. Like I just said about uh, the other Tennessee wide receiver, I mean, that's a good no play. He actually did get 
decent points there. Um, other players that I see on his bench that could get decent points, um, Mike Williams has been a hit-or-miss guy. And then Darnell Mooney, I talked about him last week. Um, he didn't really do too much against Tennessee, but um, that's a guy I try, would try to find some somewhere to get in there because he's been – making some prime catches, and if he gets a touchdown, you could see in his um, fantasy points, he already gets the yardage. So if he's already getting that yardage, if he gets a touchdown, you're already sitting on a win there with that flex player because Mooney, he gets over 50 yards a game pretty much. So um, I think Mooney's a good play if he finds somebody that he would want to take out. Um, but like I said, overall, um, I don't know who you take out to put him in. Stefan Diggs is great. He got a great trade from Nick for him, which I think Nick's Nick is, uh, is thinking back on that trade. Like, what did I do? But maybe he's not. Cause he got another fucking Packer on his team. Uh, but overall dirty Randy's probably takes this one and moves to six and four. I'm also going to side with Dirty Randy's to win. Uh, I just see these teams as being almost opposite with how their play style is. It seems like Luke likes the volume plays. He likes the David Montgomery. He likes people who are touches. Uh, but then Chad has these guys that can just blow up uh, and get really big points. He's got a higher ceiling. His points can be way higher. So like the range of outcomes here, uh, Luke could win, right? But I think with AJ putting him in the hole early on, he needs to switch. He needs to become like a, a transformer or a changer, and he needs to swap out uh, Jarek McKinnon, uh, and he needs to bring him in over David Montgomery, who's just been dreadful. That guy is uh, not a running back, as far as I can tell. Uh, even if you think the Bears are going to come in there with a great defense and then hammer it home with a run, does not happen. There's no game script where I've seen the Bears ever feature David Montgomery. Uh, he just does not have the runs. Uh, so I think he's kind of a waste. Is that why you gave up on him? I think Jared McKinnon at least could be home run. Is that uh, why you gave up on him? Correct. <laughs> That's why I made that trade. I do that trade every single time. At least Jonathan Taylor has like the draft pedigree where I thought uh, I could have advanced. And after the bye week, I thought maybe the Colts would have featured him. But this year has been so odd. If you look at it, rookie wide receivers, they're all blowing up. And it's it's weird because the progression for wide receivers is usually harder for the NFL. It's usually like the third season to become good. And usually rookie running backs, it's like their, their position is the simplest. And so you would think rookie running backs this year would be really great, but – there's so many of them. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has fallen kind of to the wayside. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hunter, you've seen him. He's he's okay, but he's not what we thought he would be. Uh, Zach Moss, I think he's finding some room. But it's just all the rookie running backs this year kind of struggling. And then compare that to the rookie wide receivers. It's just night and day. Yeah. But, yeah, Dirty Randy's wins it. Well, I think we're all in agreement there then on Dirty Randy's taking it over the Munster Magicians. And Dirty Randy's moving to 6-4. and four. That wraps it up for the matchups, am I correct, for Week 10? Yeah, that's all the matchups. Yeah. Well, Ricky, tell us more about this uh, COVID and how you think that the league is going to end. 
Well, that's my last uh, concern, really, for everybody else's uh, great teams. Everyone's gotten pretty lucky uh, with without like COVID really impacting players, but schools are shutting down. I think there's there might be, even be a mandate soon where we're forced to all wear masks and close down businesses. Uh, NFL is a business; it could get closed down, but you know NFL has a track record of not really caring about the players. Uh, uh, until recently, uh, concussions were kind of just like, you know, play through it, rub some dirt on it. But now we've got protocols for concussions. We're going to get protocols for COVID. I think they say the same thing the about COVID. They just now. rub some dirt on the COVID and it'll go away. What's been crazy about this year is it's, it's not COVID. That's really been hurting everybody. Right, it's, it's, the, it's no the preseason, yeah. For like, and that is due to COVID, but I mean, like, I was expecting people to, you know, left and right, you know, oh, we test positive. Oh, this guy tests positive. And and not until recently did we have a couple show up. Like, this week, I think Roethlisberger might be out. Wow. So, in fact, I think he is going to be out. So that's going to be a huge difference maker for the Bengals, which is kind of why I think Joe Burrow is going to be a good play. But, I mean, for the most part, it's just really, like, Raheem Mostert, like, he hasn't played much. Michael Thomas hasn't played much. Um, Chris Carson's been out for a while. And these are usually guys that are just not injured. Um, so, I mean, it, it's surprising to me to see, instead of COVID being the reason why everyone's struggling to find players, it's just tons of injuries like IR, and I do love the fact that there's a three-week IR this year that they instated, and I, I think that needed to be instated years ago. But um, the three-week IR has been a lifesaver for some teams in you know in real life, not just fantasy teams, but um, it's been a lifesaver. Yeah, I think for, it's definitely for teams because they can pull up somebody from the practice squad, um, like like Dallas for uh, Seattle, they might not have been able to do that because, you know, you know, you couldn't put somebody on IR before, otherwise they were out for the year. So, so that's been interesting to me is I totally thought, honestly, I didn't even think we'd be playing until this week. I didn't think we'd make it this far. Um, I mean, my school, like every school around me has been shutting down. They've been going virtual. Um, we're the biggest school district in Indiana and the second biggest school district already went virtual for the rest of the semester. Um, so, I mean, you're right, Rick. Uh, it, it, there could be something going on here. They could shut down businesses, but I don't think they're going to shut down the NFL as a business. Yeah. Um, I don't think if, so either. If they're treating it like a business. I don't think they will um, because they'll, it's they'll, getting too close to playoffs. And they'll turn it into a bubble. Exactly. They'll turn it into exactly. a bubble. Yeah, I think they, that's... They make too much money. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly where they go is if, if things start to get worse and it starts to flourish like that amongst the players and the coaching staff, uh, that's exactly what they start to do is they turn their facilities into bubbles and they start to maneuver like how NBA and MLB did and they start to finish out their season that way because there is way, way, way too much money uh, being 
process in in the NFL for you know the teams, the the biddings that are going on, everything. So I definitely think that um, if anything happens more, they go to a bubble because I just think that uh, there's there's too much at, at stake. Um, but you were talking about how um, the IR has changed for the NFL. Um, how do you like the three-spot IR that we have? Well, I'm, I'm glad it's there, but um, with the way the year's going, I honestly think we have too many... We have one too many players that you can play. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, too many flexes for the way the year's been going. And we didn't know it was going to be this, this many injuries. So um, the reason why I say that is because it, it leaves... Like, you're you're not even skimming in uh, on the waiver wire. You're just trying to pick up somebody that'll just score points. Like, not just be decent. Like, just to score points. And you know, in normal years, um, the number of players is fine. But I think this year, and we couldn't have foreseen that. I think we have one too many flex plays. So it leaves it leaves for. Um, people just hoarding people on the bench or um, Ricky. you know what I'm saying like you, you get what I'm saying yeah um, I mean Ricky's I mean, a I'm, main culprit of that I mean every every week his IR is just loaded with players so and it's like for what to just drop them once they come off the IR I mean the only person he actually hit with that was uh, Goddard and look what Goddard's doing for him now but yeah top six tight end but all all around I think no uh, I mean if this if this happened during a, a keeper season because this is the end of the keeper season this year um, I think it, it's even more beneficial because look at like Nick's team Nick lost Kittle to IR and um, for a while he lost uh, CMC so I think it's beneficial um, oh no the IR is fine I'm not talking about the IR I'm just mean like the number of players that we would we play in a week. You so flexes. I feel yeah. like we have an extra flex. I feel like there's too many flexes. Yeah. So you wouldn't like yeah. to see that continue? Cause that's something that I actually really like this year. And I think it's shown with how many players or how many owners are in contention right now. And I think it's due to the flex to be quite honest. It's because some teams run for wide, uh, wide receivers or for running backs, or it gives them the option to, you know, four tight ends. Why not? Um, nobody's done that yet, but I'm just saying I think this is why the teams are <laughs> are way closer than what they are is hey, because man, of the flexes. Somehow, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the idea for flexes, I, I think the, the idea for flexes, Joe, uh, at least what I had in mind, it was actually a COVID countermeasure. Um, All I, of I this was the IRs, the, the flexes, players, everything would have been hurt. And I thought maybe, oh, Friday night someone tests positive, or Saturday night somebody tests positive. You already got your mind up, so you're basically screwed. Let's say you can't make it like you know like a, a quick ad drop without dropping somebody critical because they're going to be, you know, sick or test positive. So it, to me, it was just giving flex flexibility for your rosters to be able to move around. But what it's really done that I think has happened is it's kind of devalued running back 
a lot more in this league. Everyone uh, that's doing pretty well usually has a lot of wide receivers is what I'm finding. So I'm very fucked over because I went running back heavy. <laughs> I think you just went with the wrong running backs. I think you just got unlucky in some of your running back picks. Yeah. Because um, in my other league, I'm super heavy running backs, and I'm killing it. So... I just have the right I have the right guys. But I think what he's saying is that the people who have wide receivers to actually play four of them instead of just three are doing better than they would if they were only allowed to play three. So they're actually beating players like Ricky. Um, that, That's because of the reception factor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually would like to see it stay. I don't know about you two guys, and I don't know about the rest of the league, but I really like, and I have not, play, I have not not played two running backs. Like I've always played two running backs each week, um, but I still really like the three flex spot and everybody else's uh, single player. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I would like to hear. And then I'd also like to hear from the rest of the league if, if they'd like to see that stay or go for the for the next three years because we are going to be coming up on a um, new three-year um, season or seasons. And um, maybe everybody would rather not do a keeper. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But what do you guys think about the overall on the flex? Would you want it to stay? Would you want it to go? Um, I kind of like it when there's only two flex spots. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it kind of makes it a little more competitive and fun on the waiver wire each week. Um, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, so go down to from, from one to two, cause we were at one, we were at one before. Because we had to play two running backs, two receivers, one flex. Yeah. We essentially took – we had two running yeah, backs, two I, I like receivers. That. We took a running back and took a wide receiver out, and we made those flexes. Right. Okay. Um, it's it's either that or I, I kind of like an idea where you, um, you can cap the number of players you have at a position. So um, – so let's just say, for example, it's five wide receivers and four running backs or something like that, or six wide receivers and four running backs, something like that. Um, it keeps it interesting because then if you want to pick up a guy, you might have to drop someone you're not super comfortable with dropping. So it just keeps it a little interesting so people aren't just hoarding you know, nine wide receivers on their team um, it's just something interesting to think about. Um, yeah. Like you have a cap for the number of players you can have on your team that are not an IR at a specific position. So let's say it's let's say it is five wide receivers or six wide receivers, whatever it is, whatever the case may be. Because um, our bench is pretty deep in our league. Um, but let's just say that's what it is, and it prevents. It allows for a little more competitiveness with the waiver wire. Um, but, I mean, this league is super competitive this year, so it's, it's, there's a lot of parity. But I'm just saying something to think about in the future is 
putting a cap on number of players by position and it gives you it gives people an opportunity to you know maybe i have too many wide receivers so i can't pick up a guy on waivers and then that gives somebody else a chance you kind of see what i'm saying yeah Thoughts, Ricky? Uh, for me it just depends on covid i think i think the current situation is really good for covid uh as far as players being hurt mm-hmm. or injured or testing positive it seems to happen like just by notification all over so i don't want anyone to be completely screwed over before their matchup even starts uh it seems kind of something we can control but uh yeah if kobe goes away i'm fine with things going back to default just because it'll be a change up again because we've already done this now we're going back to the old strategy so it's getting people to uh kind of rethink about it but uh yeah i'm open to what joe's uh what joe's suggesting I'm fine with a cap to if it makes it more strategic or, you know, if it paints people into these situations. I think what I like is, I, like, if I had to look at the league, it seems like there's people that work the waiver wire and there's people that don't. There's some people that like to just draft and, like, keep that guy or, or maybe they don't really pay attention to, like, all these other teams, but they just, like, really did a lot of draft homework and they stay on that player. I think Greg is kind of like that. He likes to be with somebody and keep J.K. Dobbins through thick and thin. And then there's people like me or Nick who churn, and we have like every week we want to get or somebody me. or or, <laughs> or Joe. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it works out. Sometimes you uh you know you you get like a Mike Davis or you get like a, a Chase Claypool. Or, or sometimes maybe you don't drop Curtis Samuel because you probably should have kept him because he's great. Um, but yeah, those things happen. Yeah, I mean, like I kind of got I got the shaft with uh, Robinson for uh, for Jacksonville. You know, I put up God, what did I put up for him when we did it? I think it was like fifty or fifty five dollars or something at the time. Or no, it was sixty five dollars, and I was like, no way, someone's gonna top that. Yeah, someone put up like seventy, I think, for him. I was like, God dang it! Yeah, that was in our league, though. Yeah, I think I definitely play with a little bit too much emotions. Like I find uh, players that I I like, and I feel like you know we've established a bond. You know, like TB12 and I have, and other players, and I like to <laughs> I like to keep them for years and years and years, and or redraft them like. AP, uh, he's he's another guy with Tom Brady who have been on the Young Guns for <laughs> most of the time in uh, in, in our league. Adrian Peterson, you've been with what since uh, 2009? Since he came into the league, I actually had him as a rookie. Um, I had to trade for him though, uh, from Kyle Wilson. Uh, rest in peace. Um, he's not dead. I'm just kidding. still alive. He's still alive somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually have. Nine. His fantasy is dead, though. His fantasy is dead. He's never coming back. We've had him back and forth too many times. Uh, I actually have nine players on my current roster that I drafted. Um, Rob Gronkowski being one of them, but I did let him go and then picked him back up. Um, but, yeah, I definitely play with that. But I also like to play with um, actually ten players. I forgot OBJ is still there in my IR. Um, but... I definitely leave certain spaces to maneuver more. Um, so, like, I can 
you know, switch out for the kicker or the defense or um, I try to uh, love the love the train in the background, Rick. Um, uh, I try to have a spot where I can um, move through players that I think are going to hit that week. Um, and that way that if they do hit, then I actually have them and I'd have the unfortunateness of spending all my um, waiver wire dollars on one player. And so I don't have to, I don't have the luxury of having any to spend on the waiver wire to beat any of you guys out during uh waiver wire Wednesdays. So, um, yeah, I just pick somebody up before the week starts and hope they hit and good on me if they do like Curtis Samuel. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I love it. And, um, I would like to see the flex, the three flex stay. I think we are seeing this year how it actually makes sense. And, I mean, that's the, the, that's the offense that you want to run is uh, four wide receivers. Or if you want to run a trifecta or a quad of running backs that's uh that's your prerogative with these three flex i mean you you're essentially being the west coast offense or the bill belichick offense so um i think it's it shows in i the, don't think you want to be the bill belichick offense not this year no <laughs> in uh in past years yeah with four running backs you never know which one's gonna hit um the standings definitely show that so I like that, and I like to see. Uh, I like to see where the rest, where we actually go with this. If it's, it's actually something that was brought up by COVID and something that we keep keep because of it, or uh, it's just a one year and done thing. So uh, I don't know. It was fun while it lasted. If it if it's the only year, but uh, I think I think there's an argument out there to keep it because of how how close everybody is this year. Nice and cozy in the standings. But six feet apart, social distance. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wear your mask. All right. Well, we've been on here for uh, hour 30, so uh, I think that's it. This has definitely by far been uh, our best talk yet, uh, unless you guys have any other rounds saved. Nope, I'm good. All right. <laughs> Round saved. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sorry, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell is a round save? Uh, is that like a, you go around? Yeah, it's a military term. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. It's um, if you have any rounds I, saved, I know at the, and Fubar. We call them alibis. Also, if you have any alibis, round saved, shoot them off. Yeah. But uh, any last words? I'm still not sure. <laughs> yeah, any, any last words? It's a gun range thing. It's a gun range term. Um, but yeah, uh, we've yeah. been having a few drinks during this. This was great. Our first guest. I think it was a huge success. Um, we've got Ricky in the background with a bunch of you know you know background nonsense going on. You got Gina watching trains and man. stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's been good. It was a good one. Um, 
All right. Yeah, good chat. Thanks, Joe, for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to have you on again you another recording, time. Right? <laughs> I didn't catch it. He's sitting here in his wife beater, you know, and uh, trying wife to show beater. off his muscles. You know, he's got like a Brock Lesnar neck right now. <laughs> oh boy! And a Unabomber uh, beard going on. That's true. Yeah, I can't grow it anywhere else. <laughs> All right. Well, that's week 10 wrapped up. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Ricky, as always, won't you be my neighbor? Hood watch. <laughs>